0: Let's do the ting. I wasn't recording at all. Hi, Mike. Hi, everybody. Hi. Mike and I were just talking about how great the Mortal Kombat X comics have been. It actually is really good. Um, if your only experience with Mortal Kombat comics have been the old, like, 90s Mortal Kombat comics, Why? Why would you read those to begin with? They're terrible. No, they're awesome. Robot Goro was awesome. Oh god, I forgot about Robot Goro. That's the one issue that I actually owned because it came in a three-pack of Malibu fighting game comics. It had two Street Fighter comics, where one where Ken gets fucking scalped, and <laughs> what? Uh, it's, I love that comic so much. Oh, '90s fighting game comics are the best. And then yeah, there was one that had the silver silver cover with like a raised Goro picture on it yeah and uh yeah it was this whole comic about Goro and at the end of it there's like this robotic Goro with some weird cyborg head on Goro's body it's fucking awesome and yeah that Street Fighter comic that blew my mind Ken gets into a fight with uh Balrog and Sagat and at the end they cut his head off and send it to Ryu (laughs) oh my god that's amazing like Street Fighter meets Seven, it's brilliant. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's in the box? Ken's head. Ken's head. Well, only so, the top bit. It's only his hair and and some skin. He could still be alive. He he's a lot of pain, but he's otherwise fine. Well, Rio could just like uh, put the scalp back on and then use Hadoukens to uh to like seal the flesh. Yeah, he cauterizes it back onto Ken's yeah. head with a fireball. Ken has, like, no facial features, but his hair's back. That's after a very awkward uh, Ryu and Chun-Li make-out session. Uh, 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 like they're ch- making out, and then a box shows up. What's in it? A bloody chunk of Ken's head. I remember, I remember that Street Fighter movie that would show on, like, Stars all the time at, like, midnight. That was only – everybody only remembered it because Chun-Li was naked for, like, five seconds. There was nothing else anybody remembers. That. Well, I think we all remember the shitty – um, what was the band? I don't remember the band. I remember that the fight between Chun-Li and Vega was actually really fun to watch. It was, but it had, like, because there was that period in the late 90s where whenever you released an anime in America, you had to dub over all the original music with, like, shitty 90s power rock. Oh, yeah. uh, Like, the Deftones were all over Dragon Ball Z. Uh yeah, I don't know. I I do know what you're talking about though. That yeah, they would they would find a band and that would be the official yeah. band of the anime and any time they needed americanized which, music, it would be them. Which to bring it full circle, I don't know if you remember this, uh Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance and Adema. I do. I have that song on my <laughs> iPod. I love that song. Oh my god, Deadly Alliance. Shortly after we went off the air last week. By the way, welcome to Rue Full of Nerd Stuff. This is number 55. This is a podcast that we do in case you didn't know. In case you didn't know, I'm Chris. and I'm jo- Mike. Jo- joining me as always is Mike. I think I had something witty I was going to say to introduce Mike that would be kind of a burn, but I got nothing right now. Some sidetrack because we're talking about comics that I love and Mortal Kombat that I also love. Well, we're also talking about comics that we don't love so much. Well. Well, we love them. At least I do, but Even... not for the reasons that I think that they wanted me to. Yeah, I it's sort of like bad movies. I love bad comics. But, yeah, you know, like super fucking cheesy comics and movies. Yeah, like old Mortal Kombat movies or books or um, you know, current DC comics titles. <laughs> Superman's got a new power. What does he do? It's a super flare. He just like emits all his energy out in a giant fart bubble. That <laughs> destroys everything. Super fart burble. <laughs> Super fart burble. <laughs> and they hyped up. They hyped up that he gets a new costume in this issue too, and it's just a slightly different pair of boots. Well, he's also got the hobo gloves. The hobo gloves. Because it's like the the sleeves like go down to his hands, and they're oh, like fingerless the yeah. cutoff gloves. Well, no, that's just the way that costume was always designed. But uh, uh, John Romita Jr. doesn't know how to draw limits. It's like Superman found like going back to the '90s. He found one of those hoodies with the thumb holes. And I hope he grows the mullet back. <laughs> uh, uh, '90s. You'll never, you'll never stop being amazing. No. Anyway, what are we talking about this week? Uh, a million things. A million the things. Hype, the hype for Mortal Kombat X. Sorry, I forgot Matt's listening. Mortal Kombat ten is palpable. That means it's good, right? My goal is to have Matt just lose his shit every time he hears <laughs> the podcast. No, Chris, no. By the way, um, I was going through a uh, a bunch of old backup discs yesterday, and uh, I again found uh, backups of old stink casts because I'm a, I'm a masochist. God, would you just burn that thing? Get it gone. I had forgotten about how many podcasts started with us going, "Oh, hey, baby." I saw that tweet. Because we did not realize that the this call is being recorded voice, which you'll notice I have turned off on Pamela. I I didn't. I didn't know that it spoke. I didn't know that Pamela spoke when you recorded something. Well, you can turn the thing on where it'll notify everybody that you're talking to that you're recording, but I turned that off so I could start recording you mid-sentence without you realizing it if I ever wanted (laughs) to. (laughs) So I could be in the middle of telling, like, a joke, and, and, and that's why my asshole's burning. Anyway, welcome to the show. It's it's way more fun to get you going off on a tangent and then wait until you're just so far down the road on this tangent that you're not making any sense. And that's when I want to hit record. Um, but we, we we did not know that that voice was not recorded when you hit record. It was It's not like in the audio track, so we're all like flirting with this invisible woman. And it took you like three months before you were like, hey, by the way, guys. <laughs> no one hears that because we didn't listen to our own podcast. Fuck no. that. <laughs> what do you think we are, professionals or some shit? Oh my god. We don't even like recording it. We're, no way we're going to go back and listen to it. I, you know, I don't mind recording it. There's a lot of porn on Tumblr right now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's different from Tumblr any other time of the day, how? Well, I'm just scrolling down my feed and it's like, Jesus Christ, every single person that I follow has posted some sort of strange porn. I was impressed. I got like six pages deep in the uh, the Mortal Kombat tag on Tumblr and didn't see a single dick. <laughs> Normally it's like, look, gender swap Sonya masturbating herself onto gender swap Goro. What? Yeah, those, that would just that would just be Shiva. Now that I think about it, those people do enjoy uh, drawing dicks on their Mortal Kombat ladies. There was one that I was like, this is a really cool scorpion. Like, wallpaper is, like, an official render, and I almost, like, reblogged it, like, really like this picture, and then I noticed they had, like, photoshopped a huge dick on it, and I had not <laughs> noticed. It was, like, this close, man. Narrowly avoided that one. No, the the hype for Mortal Kombat X is palpable. Uh, just after we went off the air last week, we mentioned last week that there were going to be a, a new reveal of a character. The next day, it was Ermac. Mm-hmm. And all his Shao Kahn soul fart gas. <laughs> um, Which I... Cool, Ermac. I don't, I don't hate him. As you'll see in this week's Mortal Kombat, I'm not good with him. But it's a different one, and he has three styles, so maybe you'll be good with this upcoming one. Maybe uh, every character's got three styles, so logistically speaking, I should be okay with one of the three styles for each character. Yeah. Yeah, you have a one-in-three chance of not sucking. Which I wonder if there's, like, a random style select... Right. Like, I wonder if Random Select also randomly selects a style for you. Yeah, That'll be interesting. Because that'll screw up our our tournament that we're going to do again next year. We'll still be in the middle of this one, but (laughs) we're going to start Mortal Kombat X. Oh, God. I had this, like, just vision today that with our luck, the way we're going, we're both going to hit 499 points and then get a double KO. Like, I didn't know (laughs) you could do that in Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Both throw a fireball at the exact same time and... What? And I'm just telling you right now, if that does happen, it's nobody wins. It's just over. I'm done. <laughs> just finished. Um, no, Ermax announced. I I don't I don't hate it. I mentioned on Twitter. I was kind of hoping it would be someone who was not in Mortal Kombat Nine. You know? Yeah, you said it's. I wanted someone who was less recent, and I didn't I, quite understand what you meant by yeah, that. Yeah, I want someone who is I someone who is not in Mortal Kombat Nine. Not necessarily a new character. A new character would be cool. Um, I figure that one guy in the comic that looks like a fucking uh crackhead cybernetic cowboy. I can't remember his name. The guy that shows up with Devorah and Kahn? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I can't remember his name either, but I imagine he'll be he'll have some role to play. The guy that looks like uh steampunk Kung Lao. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like my worst nightmare. Steampunk Kung Lao fight uh, as I pull up the comic to try to, to find his name. Um, yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> I was trying to just uh go back to that last page uh, Aaron, of the third comic. That's right, that's right. Aaron Black. Aaron Black? Aaron Black. But Aaron spelled E-R-R-O-N. So it's Aaron. Aaron Block. Aaron Block. Aaron Block. But he- no, it's. I think that there's some hints as to who might be revealed... He's one of them, but, uh, in that, the last uh, page of issue three, where it shows, like, what every character is doing. Yeah. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Um, yeah, I, I imagine he'll be one of them. Um, Reiko, him being on that page interests me. And Melina. Them getting all kind of snuggly with each other. Kind of wibbity-bibbity-bibbity. hmm Um, and, uh. Oh, was I was going to say, uh, uh, Fujin. I wouldn't be surprised to see Fujin make an appearance either. Yeah. I... There's also a very strange panel where it looks like Goro is stabbing, uh, Goro, or Ken... Kano. Yeah, better. Kano is stabbing Goro in the hand. I don't know if that's Goro or just like a random Shotan, though. Yeah, it could be. But Goro's in the game. Um, also up there behind Kotal Kahn in that picture, is that reptile? That's no, just that's... not colored in, or is that... In the the panel with everybody, yeah, that's uh uh Ferator, who the big guy with the little girl on his back? No, 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 no. on the other side of him. Oh, the ninja, the, the ninja guy. Um, maybe I can't tell if that's a reptile they forgot to color in or somebody different. Uh, I gotta look up what reptile looks like now. Uh, he looks more like a reptile than that, but you know, Mortal Kombat X Reptile. Uh, The mask kind of looks similar. Well, he doesn't have any, like, reptile textures to his skin, though. He doesn't, and the costume is different. Well, he does kind of above his eyes. Yeah. New ninja, new ninja! There's going to be a new white reptile ninja. Maybe it's oh chameleon. God. You know what it is. You know what it is. Uh, After reptile loses his powers, he's going to get them back from Zordon. And become the white reptile? Become the white reptile and, and pilot the tiger reptile. No, I'm thinking it's chameleon. Because it's a different work. costume, but it's gray. Yeah. And if you're listening to this right now and you're going, but Chameleon's a chick. No, you just owned the wrong version of the game. <laughs> they you owned the correct version because the PlayStation version of Mortal Kombat Trilogy was awful. At this point, it's, it'd be more likely they had the Wii version of Armageddon, in which case you owned the wrong version of the game. Well, then you had both of them. So I thought it was just the female one. Mm-mm, that yeah, one had yeah. both. They added the female one in that one because of the N64 version of Trilogy having the female chameleon. But yeah, both of them are in that one. The more you know. Star, Rainbow. Star, Rainbow. Also the new Sub-Zero fighting a bunch of Cyber Guys. Cyber Guys. Is that what they're called in the new continuity? Yeah, Cyber Cyber Guys. guys. The Cyber Guys. It's like (laughs) (laughs) Sector's little ninja group, the Tekunin. Because they're technology, but they're ninjas. Tekunin! So, no, they're the Lin Kuei cyber guys. God, Mortal Kombat is like the worst, like the best worst ninja lore ever. <laughs> There's this ancient clan of ninjas that become robots, and then one of the robots gets angry and forms his own clan of ninjas. Uh, they also revealed the uh, Collector's Edition. Did you see this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for starters, I was... I'm. I am off the bat really disappointed. Uh, for reference point, the Mortal Kombat Nine Collector's Edition that I never got, and I hate that I never got, had a really nice fight stick with it. Did fight. you see that? Like a like a like a fight stick for your controller for your oh, controller, like a, like a joystick. Yeah. Okay. Fight fight like, stick. What the fuck is a fight stick? Well, if you play the games, you would know. Like, is it like <laughs> a staff that you hit people with? What? I'm... An arcade stick, if you will. There you go. Is that the word relate to <sighs> It's a fun pad. <laughs> um it was I I can't remember if it was a Hori or not, but it was like made with actual arcade parts and had a nice design to it and it actually like opened up and there was like storage underneath it for the cable and oh you can put the game whatever. It was a nice looking <laughs> stick though. It's a nice looking stick with some bullshit features to make you feel like you didn't get gypped. Uh but it was only like hundred bucks. This one is a hundred and fifty dollars. And it includes a gold scorpion figure uh, created by uh, the sculptors at course. What? That no idea who that is. I I had never heard of them either. They do high-end collectible statues, evidently. Um, which I I guess on it on its own the statue looks fine if you're okay with a scorpion that looks like he was designed by the team from Batman the animated series. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? That would be kind of cool, actually, to see those two fight. Well, I was thinking more like if they had made, like, a Mortal Kombat series from the Batman people. Um, I was about to say they made a Mortal Kombat cartoon. Yeah, but that was same. not done by the people who did Batman. <laughs> that does not combat Comba- Combat time, Scorpion. Uh, I still love that fucking show. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. I haven't seen it in so long. Anyway. <laughs> I think I have all the episodes saved somewhere on my computer. What you need to send me those? I got them off, I got them off YouTube. The whole series is on YouTube, man. Uh, me and you watched them a few years ago. No, that wasn't me. Yeah, and that was that was like way back when we were doing like SEC stuff. It was like, look, Defenders of the Realm is on YouTube. This was around the time we were watching Tattooed Teenage Alien Fighters I, from Beverly Hills. I remember that one. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I don't think that a... was me. I'm pretty sure it was you because they sure as hell weren't – I wasn't like seeing other cartoonists behind your back. So. <laughs> uh, in, in addition to the uh, $150 collector's edition coming with a statue, you also get the combat pack. Um Well, oh, you also get an in game in game skin based on the statues you can play as your statue in the game, which is not at all jarring to see that animation style compared to the slightly realistic combat <laughs> x uh but you also get the combat pack, which includes four additional fighters who have yet to be revealed, which will apparently be a mix of older combatants and guest characters it 's the season pass, so wait well. Like if you don't get the collector's edition, then the other character's still DLC? Yes. Okay. Cause I don't want I already pre ordered it and I don't want it to be like, oh yeah, all you people who pre ordered it, guess what? Fuck you. <laughs> uh my my understanding is it is. That's the hundred and fifty dollar set. There is also a standard non course collector's edition for a hundred and eighty dollars that features a much nicer looking hand painted scorpion statue uh the game in a steel pack uh the in game gold scorpions, instead the combat pack and it also includes uh, the Mortal Kombat X comic book volume 1 what and then there is a $95 limited edition that has the skin uh the combat pack Good and there's a yeah and then there's a $90 premium edition that is download only that just comes with the combat pack there's too many different versions of this game or you could just buy the fucking vanilla release, because this is all gonna be DLC, like, two weeks later. Yeah, well, and, and who you can't cares? download a statue, but I don't really care. <laughs> the statue, like, the statue looks cool and all, but it would look cooler if it, like, didn't have that kind of weird... Like, have you seen the statue? I have seen it. Well, I saw it on my phone. I didn't see, like, a big picture of it i'm gonna there's there's a picture of that uh there is probably a picture of it on the podcast page right now also at the whole <laughs> or at freaking awesome network see it does you're right it does look like kind of a bruce tim style but yeah i i can't help but think that that would be cool to actually see like, it, like if they had done more stuff in that style <laughs> like if every character had a bruce Timm skin i would be all over this yes bruce tim I know you're listening. I would be all over it if they were just like Defenders of the Realm skins. I, yes, game, sold. No, we don't need Defenders of the Realm skins. Yes, we do. It would just be their Mortal Kombat 3 skin. And I need Sub-Zero voiced by Luke Perry. (laughs) No, I think that's something that we can all get behind. He's not doing anything right now. What can he... What's he doing right now? He's unemployed. Clancy Brown can do Raiden again. You have the IMDB up, don't you? No, I just remember it because I like Clancy Brown. He's a great actor. He was in Highlander, Mike. Oh, he was the Kurgan. Shit. Oh, him. Yeah, I know him. Oh, him. I've seen him in stuff. He's Things and Stuff? I know that's him the, Starship Troopers. <laughs> that's, the, that's the name of Clancy Brown's YouTube show, Things and Stuff with Clancy Brown. He was Lex Luthor on Batman the Animated Series. Boom. Lex Luthor, guest character for Mortal Kombat X, voiced what? by Clancy Brown. What it all came full circle. Don't do that. I'm sure that they are already trying to figure out how to put like injustice characters as DLC. I think I I think that would make the most sense. I would certainly rather see that than like Jason Voorhees or uh, Leatherface or whatever. They're slowly just like MK vs. DC Universe was the first of it, and then Scorpion being downloadable in. Uh, Injustice was the next, they're Mm -hmm. slowly just going to converge the two universes into one to where, like, it wouldn't be DLC or even weird to see Batman and Scorpion next to each other. No. That's what Um, this new reboot that DC's doing is all about. It is called Convergence. Yeah. No, the Convergence event is all about making me remember how much I loved some of their characters in the 90s so they can kill them. No, it's about putting Mortal Kombat in the DC canon Seriously, they... so that I have to buy more fucking comics. Seriously, they have, like, one of the uh, mini series is called Speed Force, and it's the 90s Flash, Wally West and his two kids coming back and having an adventure, and I'm like, that's so fucking great! They're probably all gonna be dead by the end of the third issue, but that's so awesome! Hey, remember how you like these guys? Fuck you, they're dead! Like, I fully expect the end of that to be, like, all the pre-New 52 characters looking at all the New 52 characters. And the old character's gonna be like, well, we had our chance. Let's sacrifice ourselves so that these cool cats can live. <laughs> superman be like, I'm not dying for this guy. He's a dick. I don't... is <laughs> an asshole. I don't like new me. Batman's like, look, you guys know that I'm a massive asshole, but new me is worse. Fuck him. no. Because the Batman timeline didn't change, so he's just gonna be like, "Hey Bruce, you gonna be sup? How many Robins do you have?" <laughs> oh. Wonder, Wonder Woman's like, "I spread peace and love and joy." What do you do in New New Fifty Two? Wonder Woman's like, "We imprison men." <laughs> oh, DC Comics. It's just it stings me in particular because I literally spent all day Tuesday reading old Justice League comic books. Like how good some of those old issues are. See, and it's like I I just never got into DC. The I've the tried. We- I I like especially when I really got into comics like uh when I was in college and stuff. The weird thing about DC for me is um like. The characters that always like resonated and appealed to me and that I always wanted to read about were never Superman or even Batman or Wonder It was all the like all their kind of lesser powered superheroes are way more interesting. You like the B-Squad guys. <laughs> I'm the biggest fucking Flash fan you'll ever see. And no one's more B-Squad than Flash. No, he's pretty B-Squad. No, but I mean like the the second uh Flash well, is only there in case Superman somehow loses his speed. That is the only reason he exists. I made that argument uh, with because being my, I, I was talking with my friend Josh about best Justice League lineups and whatnot, and he was like, "Well, I guess when Superman or Batman," I was like, "No, fuck when Superman's a part of the Justice League, because then it's just Superman and seven guys who can all do one really one aspect of Superman's powers really well, but still not as good as Superman." That's what uh, Jeb did this whole essay on uh well his was the Super Friends, not the Justice League, but essentially the yeah. same fucking thing, right? And uh yeah, that was one of the points that he made was that there's Superman and then there's everyone else that can equal Superman in case Superman loses one aspect of himself. They um they got this kinda like hard on for a while there of having all these people that had been basically jobbing to Superman for years being like, nah not really like, the the one that always stood out to me was when they uh they brought the first Flash back from the dead, or the second Flash. It's confusing. There's a goddamn million of them. It's only slightly less confusing than how many Green Lanterns there are. Oh, fuck. Barry Allen, second Flash, comes back, and they're all convinced he's, like, off his fucking rocker, and they're trying to stop him and whatnot. And Flash is just running along, and Superman comes up, and he goes, Barry, you know you can't outrace me. We've done this before, Superman versus the Flash. I even won some of those races. Barry looks over his shoulders and he says, "Those were for charity." And in the next panel, he's just fucking gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, good old comic books. Another, Speaking of which, another uh, part of uh, Jeb's essay was that uh, Flash's main villain is Gorilla Grodd. Would he? Would you expect like a fast character to be Flash's villain? Nope. It's just a gorilla. Not even a particularly fast gorilla. That's so wrong, it's not even his main adversary, um it was though no, he's no, yes, he's, he's a recurring villain, but he is not his primary. He's villain. his joker, no, he is really not his joker. I got the hero clicks, and they were rivals. <laughs> Well, yeah, they're rivals, but he's not his Joker. No, that's they had that. They had, like, special characters that would interact with each other based on their relationships, and Batman and Joker were rivals, and Flash and Gorilla Grodd were rivals. Heroclix is wrong. No, that Herocl- is DC canon. You are speaking to a man who knows his Flash canon. Heroclix is wrong. Gorilla Grodd is Flash's main villain. It is his Green Goblin, it is his Joker, it is his Lex Luthor. <laughs> a giant gorilla. <laughs> You remember when the Gorilla Grodd was on top of the Brooklyn Bridge with the Flash's girlfriend in his hand? The Flash tried to catch her and snapped her neck. That was a dark issue. It was typical DC Comics. I don't know what Flash thought he was going to do by leaping off the bridge. I can run really fast. I better jump off this bridge. (laughs) Where are we going with that? I don't know. I don't know. It's been a weird couple days for me, man. How have you been, Mike? What have you been up to this week? Uh, not killing my roommate with swords. Yay! We're just going to straight into that, huh? <laughs> I didn't want to talk about what how my week has been going, so what? I'll go to someone who's had a much worse week than me, Ricardo Medina Jr. <laughs> By the way, uh, I can't decide if you're a worse Batman or a worse Power Ranger. Wait, what? I was watching... Uh, your uh let's play of uh power ranger super legends today and just impressed by uh the red ranger basically standing around getting punched in the face i am playing it on a, a very aged playstation 2 <laughs> with a not all all that responsive controller <laughs> just just watching you like just struggle and just fight and claw and i'm sitting here thinking this is a game for children <laughs> I am not as near a bad a Batman or Power Ranger as I am a Sub Zero. <laughs> I want to have a debate about this too. No, in the okay. next in the next episode of Sub Zero, I actually added a death counter. So I'm like, is... fuck it, let's see how many times this happens. So Mike is playing Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub Zero because he hates himself, uh, no. and I played uh, Special Forces because I hate myself. I just figured, why the fuck not? We're already down this well. <laughs> um. Mike, of course, does spectacular in his first episode, by which, I mean, gets his ass just handed to him. It's pretty great. uh, As Batman, he forgets to look up. As Sub-Zero, he constantly just stands with his back facing his opponent. Well, like I said, it's a not-all-that-responsive controller, uh, coupled with not-very-responsive controls to begin with. So when you have to hit that turnaround button as a guy with a fucking sword is slashing you in the back... That turnaround button is the worst. It really is. I hate that. uh oh. <clears throat> And it makes it bad that it's like it's Mortal Kombat controls, so my instinct is to jump at the guy, but then I go over him and I'm facing <laughs> the wrong direction. Oh. I just remembered. It just reminds me of when we were playing around in Mortal Kombat, and I was like, ah, Sub Zero Special, not like i a Ninja Special. But I think the way you're playing him. Uh, it is uh, Sub Zero is a complete idiot. Mortal, the Mortal Kombat short bus. <sighs> but I mentioned after Mike uh, ran Just wait out of... until I get to the wind level where I have to actually do platforming. Oh. It's it's fucking brilliant. Oh yes, early PS one platforming, the bane of everyone's existence. Mm-hmm. As I pointed out to Mike, um, he should be using an emulator in save states. Mm-hmm. And as and as you pointed out rather vehemently, that is cheating. It is cheating. I disagree in this, con- in this in this instance. No, for a Let's Play, you should play the game as it was intended, and having like save states to save at points where you're not allowed to save in the game, that mm-hmm. is cheating. That is not playing it true to form. I disagree. You're not doing a walkthrough or anything. You're just trying to do a Let's Play, and you're saving yourself and your viewers hours of time. By not having to replay those levels, not hours. It's a short game, and I I'm not showing them every time that I die. I I'm editing it, so there's more. <laughs> I played for about two hours. I have about half hour footage. <laughs> In the middle is about just twenty three second clips of me missing jumps or getting punched and killed.
1: Yeah, I was I just be- like,
0: hey, let's let's wait until I actually get to where I'm supposed to go, I'll update you guys when I get there and then it's death, 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 death and then it's like, hey, I'm here, and then I die again it takes me back to the menu, I'm fuck you game Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with save states in that scenario uh, I'm not saying you should play like every fucking game with them or utilize them that much, but uh, just for like, getting once you get those points that you know you can clear pretty easy, I don't see the point in wasting anyone's time with doing them again I enjoy playing the game You enjoy playing Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero? To a degree, yeah. To a degree? There's a nostalgia to it, because I played the shit out of this game when I was little. I I didn't get the chance to play it until I was uh, already in my 20s. And I'm like a fucking idiot who hadn't been on the internet ever before reading about Mortal Kombat games. Oh my god, I can't wait to play this one. (laughs) Everyone talks about how bad it is on the internet. I'm sure it's fine. That's pretty bad. (laughs) It's pretty awful. I did uh, I did enjoy it for, I, I think, the same thing that you probably loved it for, though. Mm. Those cutscenes. Oh, boy. I Like I told you before, I only had the N64 version. Oh, you have not? Oh. So I'm experiencing the cutscenes for the first time in this Let's Play, and oh my god. Did you... um? Such bad acting. Did you do the fatality on Scorpion when you beat him? I did. Mm. So I'll get to see him in hell. That's a shame you won't get to see Shinnok in hell. Wait, what? If you don't do the fatality on Scorpion, uh, when you go to hell, Scorpion's not there. It's Shinnok instead. Oh. Yeah. Well, you still have to fight Shinnok as the main villain, don't you? Yeah, but I don't think he shows up in a cutscene if you didn't... If uh, I can't remember if there's another cutscene or not. Hmm. Yeah, well, we'll <laughs> see when I get there, won't we? It's pretty bad. <laughs> like, it's... You know, you know the quality of those, like, late 90s, early 2000 Mortal Kombat costumes? You've seen Quan Chi. Oh, yeah, I, I saw the first cutscene. Where, yeah. where Quan Chi and Sub-Zero have their little back and forth in front of the Grand Master who sounds like he's from Brooklyn. <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay is the Lin Kuei Grand Master. <laughs> Hey, yo! Hey, Sub-Zero, you brought me a map. Oh! This bald oh. white motherfucker wants the map. He's got a skull. Oh! Oh, hey, freeze! Yeah, because he, he has ice powers. Mm-hmm. Andrew Dice Clay keeps coming up on this podcast. <laughs> Does he? I think so. This is the first time I can recall talking about him. Of course, I do block out the podcast almost immediately after we're done recording them. Fun fact, I say, and we're done, and Mike goes, where have I been for the last two hours? Pretty much, especially since I started a job. (laughs) (laughs) I literally, like, get off work, get on my computer, and talk to you, so I am in a daze. You do, like, shower or wash your hands or something first, right? Mm Mm-mm. Just covered in that old people funk. Well, I, I use disinfectant, so I'm mostly clean. <laughs> Hosed himself off with some Lysol as he walked <laughs> in the door. No, at work. Oh, I'm using disinfectant on everything, so... Let it let it air off on the bus on the way home. Uh, uh, as, as Mike mentioned, it's not been a good week to be a Power Ranger. Well, not one particular Power Ranger. Hey, man, the brand. <sighs> oh, God. Uh, No, Ricardo Medina Jr., Rick Medina Jr., however you remember him. Cole Evans from uh, Wild Force, Decker from Power Rangers Samurai. No, the best thing was the uh, ABC News report that I saw on it that he played played Cole in Power Rangers Wild Force and Decker in Power Rangers Sumari. (laughs) Yes, yes, that's it. Power Rangers Sumari. Uh, Close enough. Close enough. I noticed Uh, ABC, owned by Disney, their news station got the one that they produced right. Yeah. But. It doesn't matter. I guarantee you you can't find an episode of Power Rangers Samurai to watch right now. Why not? Well, because the guy that plays Decker on Power Rangers Samurai, like, legit stabbed a dude with a sword. But it was in self-defense. So he says. He was let go today with no charges. He was. He has been released on his own recognizance. No charges filed, but they're still investigating to determine if it was actually self-defense. Uh, Medina's roommate, Joshua Sutter, uh broke into his room in the apartment they shared where Medina had been living for two months, uh, attempted to assault Medina and his girlfriend, and Medina just stabbed him with a sword. Which, as as far as I can tell from what we know now, self-defense, yeah. sorry, that sucks that a guy died out of it, but when a guy and his girlfriend go into their room after you got into a fight and you decide to barge in... um you don't do that to a Power Ranger you don't especially do that to a Nylock with a sword especially <laughs> especially cause like, especially on Power Ranger Samurai he was a pretty intimidating looking guy yeah he had that red skull face and yeah. <laughs> he had the sword that he uh, fucking talked to it was like a friend so did Tommy hey Sabu was a saber not a sword the same goddamn thing. No, it's smaller. Oh, oh, sorry. I had so many people saw a picture of uh Medina and messaged me like Do you think he used the sword with the flute in it? That's not Jason David Frank. Uh, no, it's but not. he decided to weigh in on the situation. Of course he did. I did you see the I, I reblogged a bunch of like Twitter responses from uh Power Rangers actors. Mm-hmm. And the best was uh, Matt Austin, is that his name? Bridge from SPD? Right. Talking some shit about Jason David Frank and Steve Cardenas. Ooh, really? Yeah. He's like, these fucking... Paraphrasing here, these fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I met them once and they seemed like really nice guys, but literally their entire life is Power Rangers and how it affects them. <laughs> well, Yeah. Jason Frank's been riding that horse, for yeah. twenty fucking years. What surprised me that was like Jason David Frank. I I I'm aware of that. I see that in every Facebook post he's made for the past decade. I was like, but Steve Cardenas. Yeah, he does the he does the convention circuit with his uh, he's got the the Blue Zeo helmet that he carries with him everywhere. Yeah, which is funny because I would definitely carry the Red Ranger helmet everywhere if I were him. It's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he has that. He should probably has some deal with uh, uh, the fucking Austin St. John. It's like I won't carry that one around if you're doing conventions. <laughs> That's your helmet. I'm the second one. I'm the backup. Nobody likes Rocky. <laughs> but uh, no, Jason Frank went off uh, about how it's bullshit to claim self-defense. If someone did that to me, I would defend with my fist, not a sword. It's like, well, also, uh, as far as I know, Rick Medina Jr. is an actor, not yeah. a a actual fighter. <laughs> he might have some martial arts training. I don't know that he doesn't, but well, he has uh, to. He he's a Power Ranger. Well, you know what I mean. There's like stage fighting, and then there's fighting, fighting. I bet he knows the Green Ranger kata. <laughs> that that's probably the extent of his training is that he watched Jason Frank's. There's a flashback for you diehard fans right there but uh, still got that on VHS somewhere. Wow. Not even I have that. I know, right? It's bad, (laughs) but yeah, to, to be like, no, you, you defend with your fists, not, not a weapon when uh, it's like he's an actor and you're an MMA fighter. So there's a bit of a difference. (laughs) I would, I could expect that Jason Frank could defend himself with just his fist. Sure. But don't be an asshole about it because someone else used a weapon. Don't be an asshole, Jason David Frank. We know it's hard for you, but... Broke my goddamn ruler. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> with your fists or a sword? Well, I did use my hands. Bare hands. Alright, as long as it was just bare hands, Jason David Frank approves. And no, I broke it with a sword. because <laughs> I just... I, I decided to to play with swords while I'm recording the podcast. I don't know why I have this ruler here. <laughs> why do you have a... What are you measuring? I don't know! It was just on my desk, and I started messing with it, and then I broke it. And uh God damn, Ryan. <laughs> what are we gonna do with you? Eh, it's like a flimsy plastic twenty five cent ruler. It's no good in in happier power Ranger news uh the the Dino charge premiere hit the internet. None of those people killed anybody yet <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> yeah. the day is young. Are we gonna have to start saying that Darren Young played Decker? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, you remember uh the main event of uh WrestleMania twenty with Triple H and Shawn Michaels and uh Rick Medina Jr. <laughs> God. And then Austin St. John came out and they hugged each other and they celebrated. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of controversy among the Power Rangers. No. Yeah, what was the name of the one kid like twenty years or not twenty years ago, that'd be fucking ridiculous. Like five years ago that Skyler or something or other? What the the kid that like murdered some people and everybody made a big deal about? Him. He was a former Power Ranger actor, and it turned out he was like an uncredited cameo as a kid in one episode in the first season. Yeah, like that they blew it up as like Power Ranger Star murders girlfriend or something like that, and it was like no, he was in the background of one episode. Yeah, his his character didn't have a name. He didn't even get a credit. Don't think he even spoke. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you ever read the story about that murder, it's some fucked up shit, man. I'm sure it is. He, like, tied I'm, this... I don't think that there's any stories about murders that aren't fucked no! up. No! No, I mean, like, he, like, tied this couple to a boat anchor and threw them over. Wow! Yeah! <laughs> Jeez, okay. It's pretty fucked up. That's that's uh, that what I expect from Power Ranger murder. And there's a picture of a of a Power Ranger toy in a vagina. And that's the <laughs> Power Ranger Tumblr tag. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> go go Power Rangers. <laughs> so Oh god. I'd like to give a give a big howdy to all our new fan listeners hearing us talk Power Rangers for the first time. Uh, uh, so (laughs) at least this time we're not doing a fucking two hour episode on it give it time what that (laughs) shut up (laughs) now's not the time (laughs) Zordon's like tell Chris to tell that person with a toy that they're escalating the battle hey stop messing with Rick Medina jr knock that shit off shut up Zordon you're dead Andrew's killed you uh anyway dino charge (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <clears throat> the Dino Charge premiere aired earlier on Nick.com mm-hmm. I was surprised to discover you had not heard about it when you did I thought for sure you had already seen it when I watched it well I saw some some GIFs show up on Tumblr but I thought that they were like from a trailer or something so I didn't really think anything of it and then I saw people actually talking about it and be like I really like the premiere and I was like what premiere where I want to see <laughs> and yeah that's when I found out that it was up and I watched it You did! I did too. Mike, what did you think? I think... uh, I kind of liked the the way that they didn't give all the rangers their powers right up front. I liked liked that it felt different from a typical premiere. Yeah, because, I mean, we've had 20 years of like, hey, there's five kids, and now they have powers and a robot. And this one, it's like, you kind of meet the characters, but not really, and they only focused on two of them. Yeah. Which uh, I thought was nice. Uh, I did not... Like any of the villains, <laughs> <laughs> they all look awful. I um, I Especially can't. Especially the Bubbly Heart Monster. Now, the Bubbly Heart Monster is a carryover from Kyuujir. I I figured doesn't change the fact that she looks stupid. Um, I've only watched like the first five or six episodes of Kyo I, I I. I liked it, but I just didn't have any kind of motivation. It wasn't like Go where I was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to watch the next episode." It was just kind of like, "Oh, more of this." Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from the bubbly heart monster of you, as you have so eloquently named her, uh, none of those monsters are from the first few episodes of Kyoryuger. Huh? Yeah. So I wonder if they are from the show. Um, and the mentor figure is not from Kyoryuger either. No, the weird fucking E.T. ninja. <laughs> It's like, we're really going that route, huh? The weird fucking E.T. ninja that is the biggest <laughs> heel so far. Takes these far powers. As I know, like, from, from everything that we were presented with, the villains, quote unquote, were bounty hunters who were chasing this guy. They're bounty hunters that have a ship full of monsters and other bad things. So, by them chasing him, I can only assume he's a bad guy. He crash lands on Earth gives the dinosaurs their powers, or like the little keys or whatever, and then proceeds to blow up the bad guy's ship, causing the asteroid shower that kills the fucking dinosaurs. I there was definitely a moment. He was running where, from the law and wiped out an entire species. There was definitely a moment where the ship blew up and all the asteroids got loose and then he like ran up to the dinosaurs where I was like, Huh, that's an interesting Wait. <laughs> yeah. This little this little guy who's supposed to be the mentor hero guy is so far the biggest asshole in the show. Uh the the only the only two rangers you see in the premiere are the red ranger the, the pink ranger? Mm-hmm. Pink I can't. There's like a purple ranger at some point in the series too. Well, there's like 12 rangers in this. Series. There's like a uh, this is how it is, like every other season on Power Rangers. Now there's like fucking thirty rangers, but uh, like <clears throat> you said, you meet most of the other team. I think the one that eventually becomes the Green Ranger doesn't show up. Yeah, because there was the two guys that worked at the museum. Yeah, the Red Ranger was the climber guy, and then the girl was the Pink Ranger. Did you uh catch what I thought was the the best thing they ever did in Power Rangers? Was it when the T Rex robot showed up at the end? No, no. How do you explain everybody sounding like they're from New Zealand? I know. Let's just set the damn thing in New Zealand. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. I you I did didn't catch the the setting. You didn't? He- no. Uh, the when the I can't remember any of their goddamn names right now. Uh, the guy was hitting on the girl mm-hmm. when she was, and she's just like, "Does that work on all the New Zealand girls?" I'm like, "Oh." Well, wait. Is he just from New Zealand? I'm going to assume the series is set in New Zealand until they tell me it's in, like, maybe it's in Angel Grove, New Zealand. (laughs) They have their own Angel Grove? There's an Angel Grove in all of us. No, and not, like, since the the fucking, (laughs) the, like, what? What season was Space Five? Six. Five? Wasn't, I thought, um, I thought Lost Galaxy touched on Angel Grove a little bit. In, like, the very beginning as everyone was taking off, but that's only because... Bulk and Skull were there. I don't know. I'm not yeah. a nerd. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, if you're single, Mike is too. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's not a fucking shock listening to me. Um, No, ever since then, none of them have taken place in Angel Grove. Not even Sumari. Not even Power Ranger Sumari? Mm-mm. Poor Power Ranger Sumari. But, uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: So, no, I
0: I I don't think it takes place in New Zealand. I think that guy is from New Zealand. I'm going to I think it should just be set in New Zealand because that way you don't have to worry about all these kids sounding like they're from New Zealand when they show up and almost die at the end of the season. <sighs> like when Tommy lands on that car and he's like, Grab my sword, I'll help you out and the kid's like, Okay, I'm too much from New Zealand to reach out <laughs> and talk to you. <laughs> oh my god, shrimp on the bar because they're basically Australia, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's the same thing. It's the same thing, but... Uh, sheep sheep fucking Australianers. Yeah. That's a callback only Tarv gets. Mm. Maybe Matt. Maybe no, I think everyone gets that one. Everyone knows those New Zealanders are a bunch of sheep fuckers. Um, but yeah, anytime that they bring in an extra and they have that New Zealand accent. Like, where where are you from, kid? Clearly not from around these parts where we're all speaking American. Oh, my God. Mike, you want to talk some rest and it closes out? I guess. Sure. I didn't watch Raw, so I can't really. That's okay. I didn't either. <laughs> I did see you about midway through. Go fuck this show. Uh, approximately 35 minutes in, I went, you know what? Nope. So uh, this was the week that Triple H had his big earth-shattering announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, before Raw, I watched uh, the first episode of Tough Enough that was on the network. The very first? Like, the very first first episode? Yeah, with baby Josh Matthews. Yes. And baby Michael Cole with his highlights. He looked looked very 2001, didn't he? Oh my god, that fucking show. I remember when that aired new. I watched some of that when it aired new. Also, in that episode, you can see a very young ODB. You can. You can. And you can see Maven and his eyebrows, which... Wow. (laughs) I had actually forgotten about that. Until I, like, I, I, like as soon as I saw that it was up, I binge watched it, and it's, yeah, that's like, oh, geez, them eyebrows, fuck. Yeah, this man eliminated the Undertaker <laughs> in the Royal Rumble. I think his eyebrows eliminated the Undertaker. He was just attached the whole one-two brow. <laughs> um, came an uppercut with his eyebrows, an upper brow, if you will. Uh, Triple H and Steph come out, and they're going to make this big earth-shattering announcement. First, they have to pander to the crowd for fifteen minutes. Of course. Super Bowl, Mo, oh, Seahawks. Mm, boo us, we're evil. We don't like local sports team. Boo other team. You weren't even in Seattle. <laughs> I know. That's what's so bad about it. We don't like Seattle. Haha, <laughs> we're mocking your sports team. They're not our sports team. Well, anyway, <laughs> they lost. Fuck em. Well, so they come out uh to make a bigger, shattering announcement, Talk in circles for 20 minutes about how The Rock wasn't supposed to interfere, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Roman Reigns comes down. He's like, fuck you guys. I won the Rumble. And they're like, Roman, calm down. Then Daniel Bryan comes out and he's like, hey, I was owed a title shot. You never gave it to me. I deserve a title shot. At which point Triple H actually says something that makes sense, which was, you're right, we do owe you a title shot. We would have given you a title shot, but you kind of walked out and immediately said, I want to be in the rumble. Yeah. So uh then Seth Rollins comes out and he's like, Hey, I really fucked up Brock Lesnar shit. I should be in the title match. But he lost. But but he's the future. He he fucked him up, but he lost. But he's the future. So it's <laughs> uh so it's declared, uh, Triple H is like, we're gonna settle this right now. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins is gonna happen tonight on Raw. The winner of that match will go to Fastlane to face Roman Reigns, and the winner of that match will have, uh, the title shot at WrestleMania. Yay! Um, with, at which point everyone on the internet unanimously says, hey, w- what happens if Roman Reigns just says, nah. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I, I won the Royal Rumble. That gives like, me my title match. Like, they manipulate him. Steph's like, just think, this is your chance to, like, show your family how good you are and you can blah, 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 and step up and blah, 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 and prove yourself and blah, blah, blah. And Roman's like, yeah, fuck it, I'll fight all of y'all. And it's like, <laughs> what if he just says no? What if he's like, no, nah, I'm just going to chill out for six weeks? Technically, I don't have to show up until WrestleMania, so... Eh. Yeah. This is Roman Reigns just leaves. Later, caters. <laughs> now, this is the point where I said, really, the only way you can do this, if you really don't want... Uh, Roman Reigns to get booed at WrestleMania as little as possible is to have Seth Rollins take Daniel Bryan out of this right here and right now and have Seth Rollins take the heat for Bryan not being at WrestleMania. And maybe you can kind of put some of that on Rollins and then you can have Reigns beat the shit out of Rollins and get him some goodwill. Maybe. So, of Oh, by that's the way, they do. that's of course not it. So after that whole segment right there, how could it possibly get any worse? After they have basically for the second year in a row... Uh, said, Rumble win doesn't matter. Then they follow it up with a big show Roman Reigns match. (laughs) Which Roman Reigns loses. Yeah. His first pinfall victory since he came to the main roster. Or pinfall loss since he came to the main roster. Really? Yeah. There have been other times he's lost matches, but this is, as far as anyone can remember or tell, the first time he has actually taken the pinfall. Huh. Yeah. Like, even in all the Shield matches and stuff? Even in all the Shield matches. It was usually uh, Rollins or Ambrose that took the pin. Well, I guess like they knew at least this last year that he was going to be their golden boy this year, so they probably tried to keep him looking strong. <laughs> got to Roman look strong. Which is a great way to do that, by having him get beat by the Big Show right after winning the Royal Rumble. Uh, there were shenanigans. He did get smacked with the uh, briefcase by Rollins, but still it's like, you got to buy Roman Reigns as the guy who's going to beat Brock Lesnar. He just got pinned by the Big Show. A guy who got demolished by Brock Lesnar at last year's Royal Rumble. Uh, but no, and then I... I, Like I said, it literally took me 15 minutes and a sandwich to book up until SummerSlam through yeah. this whole clusterfuck where they have Reigns and Bryan at Fastlane. Rollins comes in, shenanigans, costs Roman... The match, Brian goes into the main event. Everyone's happy. Brian gets his title match. Roman wants revenge against Seth. So at WrestleMania, it's Roman versus Seth, Brian versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, Roman beats Seth clean. Then main event. Uh, I was kind of thinking about it later that this is how I would book the main event is that uh, Brock and Brian are in there. Brock beats the dog shit out of Brian for like five minutes and then Undertaker comes out. Doesn't do nothing, doesn't say nothing. Lesnar doesn't even think of Brian because he's laying in a heap. Then Undertaker stands on the, on the stage, doesn't say nothing, just points behind Brock. Brock turns around, gets the knees to the face. Brian pins him, gets the title. The actual main event is when Seth comes out to cash in money in the bank. They go, like, Brian has to fight up from underneath because he just got his ass kicked by Brock. So it can kind of be a little back and forth thing. But eventually, Seth will catch him and win the title. Now, you've got two guys. You got Brian, who just lost the title because of bullshit. You got Reigns, who beat the current champion now in Rollins earlier in that night. You've got two top contenders for the title. That'll carry it to SummerSlam. Yeah, but what about the big show? Fuck the big show. <laughs> uh, so, of course, as you probably guessed, Brian beat Rollins in the main event on Raw. Oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> As, I, as I'm already booking, like, oh, yeah, Brian does this, and then Reigns does this. and Yeah, but... Uh... Yeah, so now going into Fastlane, the match before Roman Reigns is... Sp- or the pay-per-view before Roman Reigns is supposed to take on Brock Lesnar. Your planned main event is Roman Reigns versus mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan. Or the shot at the title. Uh, Reigns is booked a little heelish, too, by the way. <clears throat> on Raw, there was a segment where Brian. you know, Brian's whole thing was, we'll just go out and we'll tear it up. We'll put on a fucking good match and we'll see who the best really is, Roman. And it's going to be fucking rad. Mm -hmm. did his Brian shtick. So they did this thing backstage right before the main event where Brian goes back in the locker room and he's like, hey, I know you're pretty worried about Rollins, but you don't have to be. Because you're going to be facing me and we're going to have an awesome match at Fastlane. And Roman's like, yeah, fuck you. (laughs) I'm going to beat the shit out of whoever's in my way. And then I'm going to go beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar and win that title. But see, that's... That's kind of stupid, shitty, current heel. Mm -hmm. That's not actual heel. For the last 30 years, that would have been a babyface thing. Yeah. (laughs) Saying, no, I'm going to win because I'm the best person. It's like, in today's age, being the best means that you're an asshole. (laughs) Look at Rusev. Has not cheated (laughs) at all. Has won clean. Is the heel. They just gave him Hogan's American gimmick and changed it to Russian. Yeah. Um. Also worth noting, there's some turmoil going on with Goldust and Stardust. Oh shit. Uh, they. I mentioned during the Rumble, they can't seem to get their story straight. With whether or not Stardust is supposed to be Cody Rhodes in face paint or someone totally different. Yeah, because they did the thing where uh, it's like this is his very first Rumble, and then they said something about Cody Rhodes was doing this yeah. in the Rumble two years ago, and it's like that, that. Make up your minds: is it the is it him or not? It's Golden Stardust have a match? I think it was the Ascension. I can't remember. Probably, I think it was actually from the they lose. They lose, there's a segment backstage where Stardust is losing his shit and Goldust can't calm him down and Goldust finally calls him Cody and Stardust flips the fuck out and tells him to never call him Cody again. (laughs) And Cat hisses and shit. So now it's like, so is he like insane Cody Rhodes? Oh god, it's it's the fucking Joseph Park Abyss angle. And furthermore, lest I remind you, The last time we saw Cody Rhodes was five minutes before Stardust debuted, and Cody Rhodes was wearing a suit and very calmly saying, Don't worry, brother. I've got the perfect tag partner for you. Yeah. Maybe he had already lost his mind. (laughs) Well, no, because after he said that, he didn't giggle like the Batman 66 Riddler or (laughs) Cat Hiss at anybody. (laughs) He's basically just like Frank Gorshin on crack at this point, which is a gimmick I can actually get behind now that I think about it. But yeah, the the whole Stardust was a mistake at the beginning. It's been so stupid. They had a white hot character in Cody Rhodes after the whole uh you're getting fired because we forgot that you had time off. <laughs> yeah. And didn't run with it. Cody was like, I've got the ball, I've got the ball and then WWE was like, Whoops, dropped it. Which the the very first part of that whole story going to shit and leading us into where we are now was when cody cut that impassioned promo about how wwe has never respected the roads uh they brought my father here and put him in polka dots and made him dance like an idiot my brother who was this great natural athlete they put him in gold paint and made him a clown and then what happens the next week gold dust shows up dressed as gold dust yeah like could have showed up as Dustin Rhodes and been like, Yeah, fuck you, I'm not being Gold Dust because that was the gimmick you put on me to to make fun of me. But no, comes back as Gold Dust and and is now doing the same shit to Cody. Good old WWE. Uh they did also have Curtis Axel come out and do a uh, do a whole promo spiel where he said he should have he should be the winner of uh, the Royal Rumble, and he wants a spot. Uh, this was just so Dean Ambrose could come out and beat the shit out of Curtis Axel and then announce that he has a win over Bad News Barrett, so he wants to challenge for the Intercontinental Championship, which is the WWE's way of saying, hey, we don't know what to do with Dean Ambrose right now. Yep. We've got these this two guy's... guys. Why not have them in a match? Um, and it looks like they're going to do some sort of a little storyline or something because uh, Barrett came over the title. I think he came over with Titantron on SmackDown and talked some shit about Ambrose, but uh, in the Fallout video, Barrett was like, yeah, fuck him, get to the back of the line, buddy. (laughs) You know, the long line of people that are currently chasing the Intercontinental Championship in the WWE. So he's got to beat Cesaro, and he wins. He gets a (laughs) shot at the title. (laughs) Well, Sin Cara has a win over Bad News Barrett now, so... Oh, there's a feud everyone wants to see, Dean Ambrose versus Sin Cara. (laughs) Just imagine Sin Cara does like six flips into the ring, and then Dane Ambrose just smacks him in the throat with a stick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then I heard, oh, this was the worst thing, Kalisto. Oh, the Kalisto thing, but yeah. Oh my God. And I saw the picture of, oh, they're turning him into fucking Rico. Uh, WWE did issue a statement saying that's not really happening. Did they? Evidently. Okay, because, yeah, when I saw the, the... Like promo pick that got leaked or whatever, and you've got to remember whenever w w e says that's not really happening that usually means this is absolutely happening <sighs> yeah, do why can't fucking wrestlers be wrestlers? He has to be a gay hairdresser <laughs> a gay luchador hairdresser oh, oh God, in other news you can uh happily turn tune into uh. Lucha Underground on the El Rey Network now. Yeah, we've been able to do that for like six months now. Yeah, it's... I, uh, seriously, I, all I know from Raw this week is from results, because like, after that whole opening promo where they didn't make the big announcement, they went to a commercial break before they made the big announcement. <laughs> well, see, that's good, that's yeah. fucked up when your opening promo lasts so long that you need to go to a commercial. <laughs> so after that whole promo where the... That cause... sounds like something TNA would do and has done cuz like when they they was like we're going to sell this right now you two will have a match and then you two will have a match and then that blah 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 and I'm like wait what was the original announcement what were you going to say <laughs> <laughs> never reveal that and I'm just like I'm done it's not going to take much to make me just fucking turn this off and then the big show comes out and it's just like so I'm going to I'm going to just work on videos for the next hour the big announcement was that Steph's hairdresser is kind of angry and he wants he wants a match for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. His old tag partner has a win over Bad News Barrett, so that qualifies him for a, for a title match. What's happening with the U.S. title now? Who is that, Rusev? Does so you, Rusev. Do you still have that? I forgot who has the U.S. title. Uh, he's uh, Actually, John Cena is challenging him for it at Fastlane. That's a title match now, by the way. Because Cena needs the U.S. title? <laughs> Gotta bring that spinner belt back. Oh, fuck, I forgot there was a Spinner U.S. title. Uh. uh So now the question is, do they have Cena win the U.S. title off Rusev? Or is it another DQ loss for Rusev? And does this lead to Cena versus Rusev tearing the house down at WrestleMania? Tearing the house down. Ugh. Uh, also confirmed for Fastlane, while we're on the subject, Brian versus Reigns, of course, winner goes to WrestleMania. Nikki Bella versus Paige for the Divas Championship. Uh, possibly Dean Ambrose versus Bad News Barrett for the Intercontinental Championship. That's not confirmed. That's just speculation based on how the story's going. And of course, WWE COO Triple H will confront Sting in the ring, or at least he's announced he intends to. Again, what if Sting's just like, nah. <laughs> Nobody said W. Nobody said WCW. Nobody said the trigger word to awaken Sting from his slumber on the dark side of the moon and rocket him to Earth, where he will defend the legacy of Ric Flair. But uh, like, I, did you see the Triple H interview afterwards with Steve Austin? No, no. I I read the Cliff Notes version. Well, at one point, Austin asked him, uh, "Are you ever getting back in the ring?" And Hunter just kind of well. You know, I'm not training twice a day for nothing, but I don't want to spoil anything. But, you know, never say never. And I'm like, you fucking face and sting. (laughs) You're going to have your little showdown at Fastlane. That's going to set up your match for WrestleMania. It's not spoiling anything. We all know. I'm going to laugh if WrestleMania. It's like Triple H versus Batista or some bullshit. Triple H versus Rusev for the U.S. title. And, this, it's like, he says that after spending an hour with Austin saying, like, well, the fans today are a lot smarter, and they know shit even sometimes before we do, and it's hard to stay ahead of them. And then it's like, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to get back in the ring for at least one more time. It's like, you're fucking facing Sting. I, I will say the... Uh... The one, the of course, one... Sting's not going to come to WWE, <laughs> and anybody else but Triple H is going to face him because Triple H ain't going to let anybody else face Sting but him. I I will say the one thing about uh, the, the Triple H interview that I pulled that was the most interesting to me was Triple H saying Raw should go back to two hours. Mm-hmm. Which that I'm sure that everybody, including Vince, thinks it would be easier to do a two hour show. And yeah, and it's like for. Every reason, really, except money. A lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah, it's like that extra hour of television brings in a lot of money, so they, they're they kind of stuck now Yeah, into doing it, even though like no one really wants to. Well, I kind of feel, too, They if they were to change it all back to two hours, I feel like that, that 8 to 9 o'clock hour wouldn't disappear. I feel like that would go to the network. I feel like they'd do oh. something for an hour, even if it's just a pre-show. I think that if they're... Like, cause they're currently in the uh, the family friendly mode. Yeah, they should get rid of the ten to eleven hour. Put that on the network, and that could be like WWE hardcore. Sure, why not? But I mean, like, if you if you want to go more family friendly and aim your show towards kids, then it should be eight to ten or whatever, cause most kids are they're in bed by then. John Cena just comes out at ten o'clock, and he's just like, all right. Fuck everything. Yeah. That last hour is the, the rebirth of the Attitude Era, but only on the network. Oh. It's like Triple H. Triple H is just like speaking really like polite. 9.58, nine fifty nine, ten o'clock. o'clock. Let's get ready to suck it. And he times that, uh, that Michael Buffer promo just so that like right at 10 o'clock he says suck it. 10 o'clock he's just crotch chopping furious. Oh, money, 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 money. There's a light like underneath the hard camera that says network that lights up when it's only network only. And he's just watching that, waiting for it to blink mm-hmm. on. Uh, oh, did you uh, did you read about the su- surprise return on the pre-show one last thing before we hang it up for the night? The surprise return of... I probably did, but I can't... Oh my god, David Otunga! That's right. They even like, made a big deal out of it. It was like a big surprise reveal. And also, joining us tonight... Oh my God, David Otunga's on the pre-show. Why? See, he's he's a weird case in that he's someone who, when he was when he was around, I enjoyed his work. I liked him, but when, he was not like a big star. No, remember when he guest-hosted Raw? Yes, oh, David Otunga. No, I was a fan of David Otunga. If he had a less famous wife, he'd have been released months ago, <laughs> years ago. Well, it wouldn't matter, really, because, like, like you said, his his wife is Jennifer Hudson, so he's his family, at least, I'm not going to say he's making that money, but his family, at least, has money, and then he's also a practicing attorney. Yeah. So, he is uh, the best. Right now, really. WWE is a hobby for him. Yeah. He is the best thing WWE has going for them right now, because he's an in-ring performer who can also speak and not sound like a complete asshole. <laughs> mm, yeah. So, yeah, I actually hope pretty. he comes back and at least has like a, like a mid-card run. Oh, man, maybe he can challenge that Intercontinental Championship off Dean Ambrose. Sure, he showed up. <laughs> that qualifies him for the Intercontinental title, doesn't it? You're in the building. Well, we've had a, we've had a full podcast tonight, Mike. We, we've talked about Mortal Kombat and Power Rangers stabbing people and wrestling, mm-hmm. and comics. It's been a good show. Uh go to youtube.com slash JC Baggy, well, check out this it, week's it, Mortal Kombat. It's been a show. <laughs> it's been let's not it's say it's a, a show. good show. It's been a show. Go to youtube.com slash JC Baggy, check out this week's Mortal Kombat while you're there. Check out the uh retrospective history on the Justice League of America I did. It's good times. Very informative if you give a shit about Justice League, which I do not. And uh then you can hop on over to youtube.com slash no dice mic and watch a Batman Who Can't Find a Bullet Hole. I found the bullet hole! I oh god, it's like right there in the frame every time that you're like, "Where is it?" Ooh, I'm just like screaming at the screen. Mike is right there. You make it sound like it was a lot longer than it was. It was about thirty seconds of me going, "Where is it?" Mike oh, is right You like you you stepped on it at one point. You would have had to have stepped on it at one point. I found it. <laughs> Only only marginally better than that was uh, one Batman, like, I can sneak behind this guy. Guess I'd better jump directly in the line of sight of those three guys with the guns first. Yeah. And um what was the other one? Oh, yeah, jump out the window and you kind of just, like, leap towards the the gun that's in the room and stand there for a second like, oh. I got out of the room. Got out of the room. I do enjoy watching Mike be a terrible Batman. And you can, too, at youtube.com slash mike I'm a great Batman. I'm the best Batman. I disagree. I'm the best Batman in the whole world. I'm even better than Bruce Wayne. Hope y'all enjoyed this. Uh send us a tweet with the hashtag roomful of nerd stuff or RFNS. I follow the both. I don't care. I don't follow either, so whatever. Mike is not dedicated to this. He's too busy cleaning up after whip spiders. We've already said this, that this is your podcast, and I'm only here because you needed someone to talk at. I'm going to replace Mike next week with a blow-up doll named Cindy. Blow-up doll can't talk, can't respond. Uh, I'm just going to uh, stick recordings from internet Smarks. I'm going to take, like, Diva Lover 159 recordings and just play those through the... That's going to be an interesting show. But it gives me a week off, sweet. You you are aware of Diva Lover 159, right? Yeah, he's that guy with no teeth. Okay. That that fat, sweaty guy that screams at Batista. And how CM Punk owes us his life because we watched WrestleMania one time. I'll be like, Cindy, how would you book CM Punk? CM Punk! Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you all next week.